like I said, this is the Stop and Swap cast, another podcast about video games with Visual Geek Media. And as we do on our podcast, we ask what everybody's been playing in terms of video games. So, what you guys been playing? If anything. Well, let's start with Holden. I'm uh, more of the film-slash-comics buff. Of course, Holden being a comics buff as well. Um, but Holden uh, would actually have some interesting things to talk about in regards to gameplay. Because I have witnessed him playing some interesting games. I understand you... Uh, uh, just purchased No Man's Sky not too long ago, and I've been seeing that on the, our TV. Let's break the third wall here for a second. Holden and I are roommates. Um, it looked it looked like a pretty cool game. Um, I don't, <coughs> don't know much about it yet, but yeah, I heard about No Man's Sky about a week after it came out, which is like kind of a blessing because like I guess like people are throwing this game like crazy amounts of hatred. Like, all it is is just this really big sandbox game, which, like, I guess they use this algorithm that there's up to a quintillion different possibilities of planets you could visit. And I guess, what was it, Brad? Like, you've heard some of the rumors of people's expectations were just, like, yeah, blown the, out of proportion. And the game they thought you could do things that you couldn't do. The game has the unfortunate circumstance of being on this huge hype train that, like, people excited for the game and, and the media outlets kind of just put it on. They, they said quintillion planets, so then everybody expected more than what the game was going to deliver. The, I don't think the developers ever said that it was going to be what everybody thought it was going to be. So unfortunately, a lot of people are going to get really disappointed and miss out on what could possibly be a really interesting and fun game. Well, and it also doesn't mean that like the source product can't be developed for in other. Yeah, I, I think I think what this game is doing is a really good jumping off point for what video games could become or what certain video games could become, especially the sandbox. Because if you can make a game that big, you know, obviously, I feel... From what I've heard, it's, it's pretty repetitive. You go and you mine something from a planet and you go to the next one. Um, but a lot of people find it very calming and relaxing, that game. Yeah, it's kind of, like, it's so big, so, like, there's there's a possibility that, like, no matter... Every time you play that game, the experience is going to be different. Yeah. Depending on how you want to play the game. Um, I mean, I could see a lot of different room for, like, different spaceship battles and, and like, like, uh, like social networking, like tribal space economic stuff going on, kind yeah. of like Eve Online did back in the day. Like, this game's got a lot of good possibilities, but pretty much all it is is you have a spaceship, you fly around, you mine materials. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Really. I mean, it's just, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's just, uh, you get to look at different pretty things, or there's a possibility of that. It definitely looked quite trippy, but, uh, I was also impressed with the graphics. They were, uh, they're pretty neat. So, um, can you, like, visit our own solar system? Can you visit Earth? I don't even know. To? I don't even know if they have it on there. I bet it is like a secret thing, or it will uh, be. Well, I don't know because it's everything's randomly generated using like an algorithm. So yes, but I mean, if if there's possible the amount of possibilities created by the algorithm, there it, could be an Earth like if planet. they're infinite, then then it's a possibility that something like that's going to be generated, and someone's going to name it poop or something. Every every planet should be called poop. Well, eventually, I guess because. 
there's a possibility that every planet you go to is like that's the you're the only person who can visit there, and you can like name like planets and like canyons and different areas on planets. It's one of the neat things about the game. You can name pretty much everything which you want to name it, I guess. Yes. From your ship to to um, like uh, mountains and stuff, landmarks. And what did you name your ship, Holden? I didn't. I chose not wow, to. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Well, <laughs> what we're going to do... Well, you should have just <laughs> named your ship. Well, it's bad luck not to, so we're going to name it at some point. Uh, Adam, what should he name his ship? Let me know in the chat. We'll find out uh, in a second. Any input would be greatly appreciated, but it is bad luck not to <clears> name <throat> your vessel, whether it be by space or by sea. Still always bad luck. Oh, well, for now, we're going to go with the working name, uh, the HMS Taco Truck. That's a good name. I like it. I yeah. like it. <laughs> it's serviceable. It's not too grandiose, but it's something that people like anyway. Like, who wouldn't? who isn't happy to see a taco truck? The taco truck that's a new report is delicious. They have one now? Yeah. It's I called, thought they were it's too high-end. Me- it's really... Metsy's. They're at, like, the... Uh... The new brewing company, like, every Thursday, and they're very delicious tacos. What are the, is it the ground corn, or is it, like, I don't the know. crispy tacos? Either, whatever you want. Sure. <laughs> yes? What? Yes? Yes. <laughs> That's not how to advertise if people just show up, like, I heard the filet mignon's really good here. Sorry, we don't have that. But I heard that you had some... Grr... I guess. Back to what, anything else you've been playing? Back to more foods on trucks. Yes, uh, foods on trucks. <laughs> I'm, let's see, I've also been, uh, played some free games on PlayStation Plus last month. They had this game called Furry. Or, <coughs> Fur, Furry? Yeah, F U R I. I don't know. Is it, is it, does oh, it, Fury. I guess, yeah. Is it, is it like, well, if it's furry, is it like, like, half humanoid animal fetish game? You, nah, you're just, you're this guy with a, beam sword samurai katana and you get to shoot things and it's kind of like just a bunch of boss battles that was pretty interesting i enjoyed that i downloaded that for free because playstation plus lets you do that some games and then uh and then just playing fifa 16 because fifa 17 is not out yet (laughs) (laughs) so so when then when that comes out then i'm gonna play fifa 17 because because it's gonna be out Updated rosters. That's pretty much oh, what man. I'm, I'm paying for. I'm yeah, still not as bad as I used to be. Because guess what? Soccer was the same last year as it is going to be this year and next year. Yeah, yeah, but this one, this one's going to have new rosters, and they say the graphics are going to be better this time. The grass, the grass is going to be a little bit greener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. You like, can actually see the different blades blowing <laughs> with, with the wind. When I you choose the wind current, and then you get to see. That's like a game in itself, right there. When I when I when I slide tackle, I want to see the terrible, awful dibbit scraping mark that I left in the field afterwards. <laughs> I hate sports games. Yeah, and yet I'm you own so not a many. Fan of, them. of the sports game myself. <laughs> I have so many of them though, because like most of the N64 library is just sports games. Oh, what an extensive library! I can't get over it. You need to get a Japanese baseball game. I, I have teach like me about two. Japanese baseball. I have like two or three. I'm actually selling. Do one. they have ex- selling ex- updated one. rosters? I don't. Fuck! I've never played it. Well, wait a minute. Do you even know anything about it? No, it's just in Japanese and it's a baseball game. Oh. Folks at home, 
your camera is sitting on about 264 games, so. It's incredible. It's, it's quite the spectacle. There are a lot of them. So, yeah. so do, do you get secondary stickers for a lot of these? All those end labels are, yeah, those aren't proprietary. They're not, they were never on there, so ah. I bought them. And painstakingly washed every cartridge and stuff, stuck them on the on the end. And you soaked them specially. If they're blank, that either means that it's a variant copy of the game, or as you guys know about variants because of comics, okay. or it's a Japanese game. Gotcha. Um, I don't have any labels for that. So, uh, what I have been playing, we'll go real quick. Um, more Evil Genius. The last podcast I was playing Evil Genius. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I saw ads for, ads for that. It looked pretty cool. That, that game is a classic. Oh uh, yeah, you showed me that. Yeah, you picked it up what like years 10, ago, 10, yeah, years, years ago, ago, something like that. Yeah. Um, playing that, and then I played this game called Pony Island, which is about um, you're playing an arcade game that's possessed by like the devil, and it's like and it traps souls in the arcade game. So your goal is to like beat the like hack into the arcade game and. With the help of a guy, like a soul trapped in there, and like release all the souls in the game. And it's called Pony Island. Yeah, it's actually a really cool game. It only takes like two hours to beat. Does it have anything to do with ponies? The game, yeah, you're a or pony. Or Coney Island. No, no Coney Island. Or Coney Island hot dogs. Those are in it. Oh, po- excellent! All right, that sounds. What like about awesome. Pony Island talk to- hot dogs and tacos? Pony Island. <laughs> you just, you, I so saw that. You just wanted to talk about tacos again. Yeah. You just totally wanted to bring back tacos. Well, it's okay. Good. We're gonna start tacos fresh, guys. Bring people together, okay? The hell with the stop and swap cast. This is this is Taco Cast from here on out. Taco Cast 2016. <laughs> just it's just called tacos, just because people just like tacos. But we don't talk about tacos. We go back to talking about video games. Oddly enough, uh, earlier today we stopped at a KFC Taco Bell. You know, obviously yes. that chain has to has joined forces uh, many years ago, and we Holden had an option to buy himself a taco for dinner tonight. No, he opted for uh, the box set from KFC. You did it wrong. You, you, you did it wrong because you can get both KFC and Taco Bell in the same order. There's Could no have. rules against that. You can't choose. You don't have to choose one or the other. Could have. Yeah, that's the whole purpose of the merger. You know? Yeah, but then like... Did you... Did, then that would have been much more active when I kind of just... I, I, I like... I set a number when I walked up. <laughs> did you put any fire sauce on your chicken? No, I got... Uh, I got stomach issues. So you can't have the fire sauce? No. What about the hot sauce? I didn't try that either. Mild? No. I went for the mild and it was pretty good. Not gonna lie. I've been eating a lot of chili and I haven't, like, blown out my ass yet, so that's good. We gotta or digest bad. it first. Well, I've had three... But You'll probably like, just start ripping ass in the middle of the night and then... Well, you know. I had chili for dinner last night and then I had it for lunch and then I had it for dinner again. So you should have been doing, like, just ripping ass all day. Yeah. Something's yeah. wrong. It's just... It's backing up and it's waiting. Huh. Chilly in the morning, chilly in the evening, shitting all goddamn night. When chili's on the table, you're gonna shit your pants all night. That'd be terrible. <laughs> That'd be the worst. Hormel recipe. I mean that that's like the actual that's like the actual like advertisement for like like bagel bites and yeah. It's like yeah, you're gonna shit yourself. Pizza bagel, bites yeah, something like that, yeah. Pizza, uh, pizza in the mouth. Yeah, I'll stop. Yeah, oh no, because when pizza is on a bagel, you can eat it any time. 
Because what was stopping you before? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, but now that it's, it's way too food. early, I'm wicked hungry and I have all this pizza. It's not on a bagel. But no. it's not on a bagel. I can't eat it right now. This sucks so much that I gotta wait. I gotta wait. Or you could, Why? You could put said pizza upon a freshly toasted bagel and then eat it. <laughs> like an actual slice of pizza is just put on a bagel. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like take two, stick them together and then poke a hole in the middle and call that a bagel. It's like that upright. No, that, would, that would kick ass. Yeah. yeah, that upright Citizens Brigade skit where they did everything through a hole in the sheet. <laughs> like this is like one of those things where you just you can do anything as long as you're doing it on top of a bagel. Yeah, anything goes, man. Oh man, improv! I bet some improv comics out there just like I mean, how do you stole th- that how, idea? How, how do you think the Kennedys gold. get away with everything they do? They put it on a bagel. <laughs> well, then you can do anything anytime, really. You know? Anything. <laughs> before the before the motorcade gets hit by the bullet from the assassination, like a bagel falls out from underneath the, the limo and they're like, That's it, that's the signal But arah, arah. Yeah, Johnny boy didn't uh didn't he dropped the bagel. You don't you don't drop the bagel. It's a weird podcast. I'm digging it though. Bagels and tacos and pizza, oh my. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. Would you like this to be more topic-based? We, uh... No, we can get, we can stay on on topic. We've recently read a shit ton of comic books and then Comic-Con was last weekend. Yeah, well, we're definitely going to get into that. Um, you haven't been playing video games? I mean... <laughs> this, is concern- <laughs> this is concerning to him. Alright, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with this. No, I have not. I work for a living. And, uh... Yeah, it's rare that I have two games that I can talk about playing, because most of the time I just sit in this room and don't play them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're only for looking, not for touching. They're not for touching or gaming. No, um, <laughs> I like a lot of vintage games, um, as I, I do play a lot of, uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, um... Turtles in Time. Yeah, so there's a classic. You know, Double Dragon. I haven't played that. Shinobi. Um, I'm like, you know, if, if I break out a game, uh, although actually I've been playing Bioshock Infinite and loving it. Um, it's too new for me. It's too, it's just, it's scary. Well, yeah. It looks I, like, it's like real life and it makes me unhappy. It's, it, it can get really depressing, but I love it because like, you know, um, when I try to write graphic novel scripts, I always try to write like dark depressing I don't know why it's just it comes easier to my mind for some reason I don't know like scary stuff um, but that it's you know the Bioshock series I've always been a huge huge fan of um, but Infinite was was way different but it sort of had this like dystopian creepiness to it in a way they all know? do yeah only this one's I like how it's like in the it takes place kind of in the sky on that like those floating islands in the sky yeah it's pretty neat and I like how there are all these like supposedly utopian societies that kind of culted away from main society and started gene splicing like nuts I'm gonna go ahead and say that any game that is in the sky is gonna be good yeah Skies of Arcadia fantastic game yeah, that fantastic. was in the sky and then the only other one I can think of is Bat and Kaidos, which I loved, and that was in the sky. Or like every Final Fantasy game has an airship. Yeah, but they're not mm-hmm. really in the sky. We're talking about like Sky World, like floating islands for right. everything. 
Oh, well then, clearly Skies of Arcadia is the, the greatest game ever made, then. Yes. Because that's all that it is, really. That's a good game. I feel like if they took that Sky World and then combined it with Final Fantasy Tactics, it would have been better. I would have thought it'd be worse because I'm terrible at tactics games. You just you sneak up behind the guy so you get a better like. It's too hard. Roll. You no. no, you're behind them. Okay, so they can't yeah, see you. You gotta get behind you, them, and then you hit them with the sword. But then you gotta right? get you gotta get behind them, which is like I don't want to play chess. I just want <laughs> I just want to like button mash attack and just have it do it for right. me. Turn based, so much so much less stressful. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't really argue that fact. Because, like, my video game attention span has, like... I've went from, like, like a deep-ass, like, 72-hour-plus RPG guy to, like, some adventure games here and there to, like, I only play versus stuff or anything remotely online. And then, I guess, some, some No Man's Sky, because that's a pretty good sandbox game to just go ahead and put on some party chat with some people who chew your, chew your ear off and then just mine a bunch of plutonium that you don't need. Yeah, that, that's how I was. That's I was, how it is I, was I was like a yeah. like a sit there and grind a game for seven days straight, you know, ten hours a day during the summer to now if I can't if I can't beat it in less than like like it has to be a really really good game and it can only be like 15 hours max because anything more than that I'm like I've, I've spent too much time on this I could be doing other things like sitting on my butt watching YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it's sad because the, the games are better. Well, not better, but like the production quality is better more now than it's ever been. So you get like these really cool dynamics and stuff. But like also my attention spans so much worse. Yeah. I <laughs> I can't was. like, I can't dedicate like, I know I'm not into a game if it takes me like, like two weeks to clock eight hours into it, and I'm just like, nope, this game's never gonna be played. Like Skyward mm. Sword, the last the, that Zelda oh, game. Skyward Sword, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it either. I finally made it to like the like the bottom area. Yeah, that's when I yeah when I got down there and like I think I got to that first dungeon or whatever the hell it was. No, I'm supposed to use my sword to find things, so I'm walking around my living room like. Woodland spirits? Japanese woodland spirit, where are you? I'm looking for you with my sword. Man, I hope the vat- battery's not dead, because then, then no vibrating and stuff. Alright, yeah, that was awkward. All right. All right. You guys must have, must have loved Skyrim then. No, I never not played it. I never, no, I never had a system that could play it. See, yeah, I bought it and then I never played it on, but the stream, with the purpose, just because I knew it would like either consume my life or like the opposite of consume my life. Right. Sort of like you know a No Man's Sky, but different. Uh... Well, Skyrim's different because it, I, it's, I, I feel like it, it's absolutely enormous, but like everything's absolutely planned. There's nothing random about nothing Skyrim. Ra- yeah, right. it, yeah, it's super detailed. Where I feel like No Man's Sky, you could walk away for a month and come back, and you're not missing anything because there's like. Like for me, if I if if I leave a game for a month, I have to start it over because I don't I don't retain the story. Like I don't even know what is happening anymore. I need to start over. Yeah. So there's some games you just save and then you just never come back. <laughs> That's like most games. Yeah, and then you always think you're gonna come back to it eventually. Yeah, I'm gonna finish what I started. 
No. No, you're not. No, you're not. But you leave that save file there because you're gonna. Yeah, and then you, you get you... overprotective about, like, memory cards for systems that are obsolete. Yeah. I got a couple PlayStation memory cards that are floating around, and I'd probably be upset, be upset if I found out one of them, like, like broke or something. Yeah, it's like Sean. He's like, oh, my Legends of Dragoon save files on this. I can't get rid of this. It's like, when was the last time you played Legends of Dragoon? It's like, I haven't in 15 years, but it's got 169 hours clocked in it. I need to keep it. <laughs> Probably I'm, an exaggeration. Yeah. Or it could be an under-exaggeration. I don't know. I don't know either. Huh. Wow, tacos. Hours. Tacos, huh, guys? Right. That's a word of the day. That's like, that's our, that's our time to move on to another topic. Ba-dum-bum. When, uh, when you hear tacos, yeah, that's, that's the <laughs> transitional phrase. Although, one last thing, uh, if I may, um, when you're talking about games we just played, uh, it just dawned on me, I was over at my buddy's house, I just tried out Star Wars Battlefront. The uh, new one? The new one. Because I've played the, 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 the old ones for like the Xbox. Yeah, Those were great. Is, this is the brand new <clears throat> one. You just got it. And uh, phenomenal. I just, I loved it. I was yeah. on Solo and just blasting Stormtroopers on Endor. Like, I just, yeah. Oh, that's so I'm cool. A... And then, the, you know, the uh, dogfights that you can have with either... Being, you know, on the Empire or the Rebel side, and you, have the, you can be an A-Wing, an X-Wing, there's so many different ships. Yeah. If you're really good, you can get the Millennium Falcon or Boba Fett's ship, and that oh, looks that'd be really sweet. cool. So, I guess the coolest game I've seen over the course of the past month would be the, the new Star Wars Battlefront, for sure. Hands nice. down. Yes. Yeah. I like the, the second one. I played many hours of Friends Battlefront 2. Like I think we did four versus four, or eight on eight. I don't know what we did. We did a lot though. Yeah. You when you could be Yoda in the second one and just swing your lightsaber around and look like an idiot. Yeah, that's like what they do for kill streaks in this. They allow you to become like a hero. Type, yeah. Like yeah. Maybe like Luke. That's just always force fun. lightning people to like constantly. <laughs> now, young Skywalker, you die. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you could be the emperor. Uh, he was one. He was a playable character. Thought that was pretty cool. Emperor yeah. Palpatine. Good old Emperor Palpitations. Palpitations. Yeah. Emperor Heart Palpitations. Palpatines. Ah. Uh, so next we would do news, but I don't have any news to talk about. Um. I'm trying to think if there is, there is anything. See, if Craig were here, we would we would we would be talking about something, but he's not. So, there's nothing good. There's nothing nerdly that I can talk about. Well, Craig's going to PAX. That's that's a pretty big deal. He's going to PAX. Uh, if you're watching this live, in a week, and he's all excited about his pins, and I'm excited because they have Adult Swim Games has a has a. Uh, <clears throat> a me seeks pin, a Rick and Morty pin, and they also uh, have me seeks. Yes. Oh, look at me! I'm Mr. Me seeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has. They have that, which I really want him to get me, but I doubt he's going to be able to. And then, and then they had a, a mystery pin, but he, I, I don't know if they revealed it or he found out. It's a Toe Jam and Earl pin, because apparently oh. a new Toe Jam and Earl game was kickstarted, which I didn't even know about. And Adult Swim is, Games is publishing it. So they have a Toe Jam and Earl pin, and apparently there's like some large quest you have to do. You have to like go find the person dressed 
like the people dress like Toe Jam and Earl and take a picture with them and then bring it to Adult Swim games and like show them the picture and then play the demo to get the pin. Which so, I bet there's going to be a line, a terrible line. Though that's well, that's conventions. Conventions aren't for going to see cool things you want to see. They're for waiting in line. Yeah, I came to realize <laughs> that from this past year's Comic Con. That's uh, that's just every convention. It's just like you're you're a pro at waiting in lines now. Well, yeah. well it's also like um, figuring out what you, like the things you want to do. Because like at Comic Con this year, uh, getting certain people's signature was like pulling teeth. Whereas other people's signatures are quick and easy, and you actually get to shoot the shit with them a little bit, which is nice. Yeah, so we'll just keep talking about Comic-Con then. Uh, so you guys just went, what was it, two weeks ago, a week ago? No, last week, right? Yeah, it was, uh, well, uh, two, it'll be two weeks from tomorrow, uh, actually. Yeah. Since, since tomorrow. So I've never gone to Comic-Con, and I've thought about it. I thought about it again this year, but I just, I just never gone, and I don't know why. Um, Maybe well, you don't really like to read that much. No, not so really. So that, and, uh... Sometimes I read. And then... I get a good book. Then, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you're not a fan of comic books, then don't go to Comic-Con? Mm, I mean, there is a slight gaming presence. There's a lot of gaming cosplay. Uh, pictures uh, with celebrities if you're, like, big in a Doctor, Doctor Who or Star Trek. There's always different companions from Doctor Who there every year. Like, uh, this past year they had Karen Gillan... Again, the year before that they had Billy Piper. So if you're, if you're a Doctor Who fan, that, that would be a good reason to go. Um, and, you, and you like celebrities, and you want to pay uh, extremely high picture. prices, you know, <laughs> to get your picture taken and signed or whatever <laughs> with celebrities. Um, we usually go for a few re- different reasons. Uh, one, you get the panels. Panels yes. are great because. Um, you know, they we get to hear from writers and artists that we're into, whether it's Marvel or DC. Uh, usually, DC has a stronger presence uh, at, in Boston than Marvel. Um, but you get to you know hear what they have to say about the upcoming year in that particular book, uh, and what's gonna you know maybe some hints as to what's going on. And well, you know, if, if you're lucky, if, if, you're it, lucky. if it's a good panel, if, if it's a yes. good panel, yeah. I, I've been to some bad panels. Oh, and there are plentiful. Okay, oh, so yeah. like the number one worst type of panel to run in new at Comic Con, right? Then Andrew knows the one. All right, so you walk in, you go to the panel, you like, all right, so maybe, maybe you even look out the really interesting people on the panel, right? So they get together. Oh, hey, I'm the moderator, and these guys are on the panel, and then the people on the panel are like, hi, we're we're on the panel. So, and then. If the panel's good, they will talk about content that's coming up, you know, because people are there at the con. They're not dummies. They already know most of the normal stuff. They're there to hear special stuff. Yes. They're there to they paid to be close to these people who know things. But when a bad panel happens, it, it turns into like, like, oh, hey, remember that time when we were at work and we were doing our job? And then the other guy's like, oh, yeah, man, we were at our, we were at work. We were working. <laughs> at, yeah, at work. What really infuriates, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. What, I, what really infuriates me about the panels is when, you know, the writers and artists of these comic books, you know, these guys at DC or whatever, they start to pull these inside jokes and like inside anecdotes in, in front of all their fans. It's like, 
we don't we're not with you, you know, <laughs> while you're at work, you know, working on this shit. We want to hear about what's, you know, what do you got in store for us for this coming year? Wow us, impress us. Don't, you know, try to distract us with inside stories. Try to kill time. You know, so, but yeah. Yeah, then everything just turns into this big inside joke. This year was kind of really bad for that. It was horrible. And, and I think the reason probably had to do with the fact that there was a little bit of like a DC conspiracy in a way where, you know, you pointed it out first, Holden, where you're like, you know, like all these DC people were there. Not, not too many Marvel creators, but a lot no. of DC. And, uh. Huge presence. Yeah. And, and then right out the gate, we noticed that like one of the biggest guys at DC, Dan DiDio, was there. It's like, alright, what? Dan DiDio works in Los Angeles, not New York now, so what the fuck is he doing here? Right. Then Frank Miller had an appearance at Boston Comic Con, which is one of the only appearances he had on the East Coast. I think he had a reason of being there in that hotel. Like, a lot of DC creators had a birthday on Sunday, but before that, I think they're, like, coming up with what the next big thing's gonna be. Because Frank Miller's there, he just decided to overcharge people, but he just, he's never really there. Brian Azzarello is there. Also overcharging people, ten bucks for his signature on your book, you know. So, see, that's odd. That they're actually charging. So when I go to most don't most but don't some jerks some, do yeah. so so when I go to PAX and they do signings you literally they don't I don't think they charge anything yeah no. most good people don't most artists yeah. yeah I mean some of the bigger names charge extra some of them had their own panel like, like I can understand like if it's like oh I have this new book out buy it and I'll sign it yeah, that yeah. I, I feel is acceptable but if they're like yeah, you want any kind of signature and you gotta pay ten bucks? No, well, what, what I think is fair was what kind of, what Marv Wolfman was doing. But in, alright, just to, to break it down, Marv Wolfman is, is a comic book legend. He wrote in, uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. He also created Teen Titans. I mean, this guy, like, deserves, alright, I, I would pay, you know, and after one free one, he says, pay, what, five bucks for each additional signature. Yeah. Like, I would pay that if I had more Marv Wolfman. Wolf, Marv, Marv Wolfman. The Wolfman! <laughs> you know, if I had more of his stuff to sign, I only had a Batman Year 3, uh, which I believe is from 1984, or 1983 or 1984, which mm. was cool. Anyways, then you got Brian Azzarello. Just real quick, one of my favorite writers nowadays, you know, currently one of my favorite writers. I've always loved his work. I've spent a lot of money on his work. And for him to just say, yeah, I'm not signing anything of yours unless you pay me ten bucks, like, I wanted to tell him, like, you were a hero of mine. Now I just want to tell you to go screw. (laughs) I hope, well, he's obviously not listening to this, but if he ever did hear me say this, Brian Azzarello, you can go screw. Uh, yeah, well, it probably needs to hear it anyway. That guy's such a heel anyway. Yeah. But yeah, but DC, it seemed like they had some secret going on. Because then another thing, this uh, really talented artist, Sean Murphy, was there. He wasn't, he wasn't supposed signing anything, he, and he wasn't even supposed to be at the con. So like, like he shows up unannounced. I think they announced a couple of days later that like he's going to be getting his own Batman book. Uh, yes. Uh, so it's probably going to be separate from a... everyone else's stuff, probably. Yeah, so, so there's an additional Bat title coming out, and he's going to be drawing it. 
Is he going to be writing it too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, that's looking good for him. Good, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways, all these major players were 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 in Boston for that weekend, and because of that, I had this theory that like DC is planning its next big thing. They must be. They're, like they're, what else? They're, they're, they're having secret meetings. Than that, even though, like, we saw them getting hammered, like, in the hotel, like, in a bar yeah. all weekend. No, it's safe to say, I, I, I bet you're right, Olden, about that. I don't know what it is that they're planning, but... Well, they just, uh, well, they just did Rebirth, and Rebirth, if you're not familiar with it, was kind of like DC's, like, like, writing a love letter to, like, an ex-girlfriend that you should have never broke up with in the first place. So it's like they're writing this letter to all these fans, like, hey, we fucked up, like, getting rid of all the continuity and trying to make new stuff. Like, all the continuity's back. It's like it never left. And then that was enough (laughs) for a lot of people because a lot of the sales for the past couple month, month and a half have been just real positive DC numbers. Like, Marvel's kind of getting pushed out and they're trying to kind of push out Stan Lee's legacy while still trying to remain relevant. So it gets some kind of interesting things going on in comics right now. But I think DC's next main event is probably being planned, and it's probably going to be another stupid Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello spinoff-fest. Oh, maybe, maybe not. I I couldn't tell you. I, I have no idea. Um, uh, I, am, I am sick of Frank Miller's shenanigans, though. I'll tell you that much. You know, Mr. <clears throat> you know, not show your face to anyone and then all of a sudden just show up out of the blue at Comic Con. Yeah. Four hundred bucks to see me, folks. Because that's what? what it was. He was charging more than Stan Lee was charging the year How before. How much no, was I it? Met, I met Stan last year and it was three hundred and Oh that fuck was, that. No way. But for Stan Lee I paid it. Because is it Stan? Yeah. That's the only reason why. He's been my idol since I was a, a child. But Frank Miller goes and says, "Yeah, if you want to meet me, you got to pay four hundred. Uh, and it's just like, you know, these people, you know, like yeah, he's a producer now. He's you know works in Hollywood. He so he doesn't need the four hundred dollars that you're spending to shake his hand, no. and he's not even going to make eye contact with you. He's no, be like, he's, wicked, sh- he's wicked shitty to his fans too. Which you know, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, Hell, that. If it was, if, I, I hate to say it, and I hate to be cliche, but if it was not for Two story arcs. The Dark Knight Returns. Not even year one. Batman year one was good. I could take it or leave it, though. I thought Zero Year was a much better uh, Batman origin story than uh, than Batman year one. Snyder did a better job. But with if it wasn't for Dark Knight Returns, obviously, and uh, the man, Daredevil, the man without fear, uh, when he did Daredevil's origin, if it wasn't for those two arcs, I... Wouldn't see why Frank Miller should deserve the fame that he has and the opportunities he's had in Hollywood. Well, he's a he's a niche creator. Well, he did do give us RoboCop too, which is the best. And Sin City, yeah. But I, I'm uh, a huge fan of Ronan. That was a good one. Ronan. That's pretty good too. Now, I mean, that's he, being in, created into a movie, or, or, I believe. That's probably gonna suck. You think? I can't. It's it. That's such an odd book. I feel. At least for yeah. me. Well, like, he gets... It's a great one, gets, but I like, just feel... this guy like, from the future becomes possessed by the samurai spirit, and then... I mean, you could, it, yeah, well, it's, it's it's Samurai Jack, is what it is. It's yeah, pretty much Samurai yeah. Jack, yeah. Obviously, I'm... I'm but Ronan it's like, definitely it's, came before the same that. thing with Ezreal, going back to the money gouging. You know, uh, 100 Bullets is being optioned again, too. 
And, you know, Mr. Leave the Money on the Dresser. Yes, Brian Azzarello, I remember what you said, Comic-Con 2015. And, yes, I remembered it when I almost got into your line for your $10 signatures. <laughs> but I decided when I remembered that that you didn't deserve my 10 bucks, nor did you need it. So go screw Brian Azzarello. Oh. Well, I think I already did. I already say that. I think I might have. Yeah, we well, need to true. drive the point home. I guess. <laughs> I don't even well, know who he is. What are we? Talking? Oh, you don't want to know who he is. He's the worst. He's just he. He's, he sounds like the guy from Fez. The guy who made Fez. He's like he's a he's a Phil, curmudgeon Phil, of like in a Phil dickhead Lash, in real life, but like he's a. He's like one of the two guys who are good at writing noir, which is like yeah. kind of like a. The genres of life support. I don't know how many people even. It's like a style that belonged to a different era. And Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello do it really well. They write crime really, really well. But it's they're not... probably the two best. I hate to admit it. No, well, I mean they are, but it's a really small niche, and it doesn't mean that like, like they haven't done anything that transcends the medium really. Like Dark Knight Returns was a really cool idea back when nobody tried anything new with Batman. Right. Because that's how big of a risk that was, writing Batman as a 50-year-old... Yeah, that was great, but then they made the second one, and that was garbage. Oh, the second one so was bad. It's so fucking terrible. But I'm not going to blame Frank Miller for that. I'm going to blame the fans, because everybody's like, you got to do another one, you got to do another one, and then they did, and it was terrible. Yeah. So then it was like, well, you got to do another one to make up for the last one that you fucked up. So do another one, do another one, and then we had the master race. Uh, is that, see, the, I is that another gone, one? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, the third one, and oh, I haven't even gotten even... that far in it. I read the first book, and uh, like some interesting things are happening. Like you get Wonder Woman breastfeeding a kid, which you never see, and then uh, Whew, that sounds like, so exciting. And then Carrie That's Kelly what I want a comic ends book. up beating yeah. up a bunch of punks dressed up as Batman, and then they end up overtaking her, and then they arrest her, and she's dressed as Batman, and I, don't, I have no idea what the hell is going on with the storyline. And they gave it a really bad name. Like, out of all the things you could name it, Master Race. So, like, all oh. I, th- all I think of is, like, 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 thousands of, like, Aryan looking Kryptonians, like, like, just, like, eye lasering people to dust. You're actually not that far off, because I've read up through book four, and that is, I mean, there, besides the fact that, that's pretty much what it is. It's just more Batman versus Superman, and everyone's like, Superman's so powerful! No, Superman Ooh. actually is on the opposite side, I believe. He doesn't agree with the Kryptonians, and, uh, he, you know, it's the Trinity, basically, versus a bunch of Kryptonians that were in Kandor. Oh, jeez. You know, shrunken down. There's this shrunken city called Kandor. It was shrunken by Brainiac, the Superman villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and the Kandor was like the capital city of Krypton. And, yeah, so and... they finally, I forget how, but they um, were able to return to normal size and become part of our world or show up in, in our galaxy. You know, find Earth, find Kal-El, Superman. And, uh, just start raising hell on Earth, and Superman, is it Superman and Wonder Woman's daughter? Yeah. Yeah, she, At least in that continuity. She, uh, not to get too sidetracked here, but she changes sides against her father, you know, with the other Kryptonians, and that's as far as I've got. And it was a decent, solid comic book, graphic novel plot. But it wasn't anything that, like, really impressed me. Like, it wasn't one of those things, like, you know, 
in Snyder's uh, work, you know, you turn a page and all of a sudden something happens that just makes your jaw hit the ground. Like in this, it's like, yeah, okay, it's a, it's another Kryptonian story. But I felt I, whatever. I, felt, I felt much the same. Like they took this one iconic story and they just stretched it out too long. Like when I did all the. Um, Watchmen books, all the spin-off books a couple right. of years ago. Yeah. Like it's kind of felt like that. Like yes, Watchmen's one of the most iconic stories there is, but then like then you're going to go and but stretch least, it out with all But at least that was a, all, those were all preludes. Yeah, but, here it just looks like a freaking they're just trying to steal money. Like yeah. hey, these guys might die eventually. They're really oh, like Frank Miller looks like frail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but he's the, never he's never looked good ever. No, guy's always been it's super true, gaunt. Very true. He's like never, he's never looked too healthy. No, yeah, yeah this guy looks, looks more horrible. He looks worse than Stan Lee. Stan's like ninety, and he was in World War Two. I gotta tell you, for you know a ninety-plus-year-old man, Stan looks great. You know, when I had my picture taken with him, uh, it felt like getting a picture taken with one of those wax models. You know, from, He's not uh, even real. From you paid Tussauds, you paid three yeah. you paid three hundred dollars <laughs> to get a picture taken with a wax figure. Madame uh, Tussauds. You you wouldn't you I, I tell you if if he was a wax dummy you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. But he you know obviously once the panel started afterwards and he opened up talking like. You know, it's still got the same charisma. Well, wait, he's he's Marvel, so and yeah. Disney owns Marvel, correct? Correct. It, it's just it's just an animatronic from a Disney. Yeah, Disney <laughs> from the Hall of Presidents. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, just, it's like the Imagineers <laughs> made a really good Stan Lee. <laughs> Hello, and you, were, and you were too true believers. You were just too giddy that you didn't you couldn't tell. <laughs> I think that's what happened. To me. I really, I really do. Uh, they're gonna keep Stan Lee forever in like '93 or however old he is. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll cryogenically freeze him if they have to until they can figure out a way for him to just. Live does he on. even like? Does he even like write comic? Does he do anything like that? Or does he just like hang out and? He just like, makes appearances. It's been, it's been yeah, it's been years since he did anything creative. Well, I mean, I think he still does creative stuff. It's just people don't take it as serious as they used to. Like this guy came up with all the Marvel stuff, but like he's still coming up with comic book creators, but like nobody cares about his creator own stuff. Just funny. Which is odd because we care about creator owned stuff quite a bit and we you know, I haven't even checked out anything that Stan has done creator owned except uh she he did a uh a comic and he had pa- Pam Anderson as the star, Stripperella. You know, yeah. It was it a comic it, or, a, or a cartoon? It was, it was like a cartoon on the uh, Spike Network. Oh, it was a cartoon. Yeah. Okay. That was the, the only thing I checked out. I mean it wasn't wasn't anything special either, but um, no, it's kind of funny that we haven't. Besides his, uh, of course, his graphic novel memoir, if you will, that we both read, um, which was pretty cool. Yeah, but, yeah. So um, it's his life story in graphic novel form. That's pretty cool. I can get down with that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty neat too because he gives you like little hints, like if you if you're like a wannabe writer. Which I, you know, we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we're really big wannabes, and uh, you know, he'll give you little hints like tips that helped him. Like, you know, if you're trying to create a character, make it, you know, a scientific origin can be good, but don't make it too specific. Like um, with the Incredible Hulk, like, oh, there was an accident with a gamma bomb, and now because of the gamma radiation, he's the Hulk. And like, sure, you have like, you know, the real sinister. Uh, Cynicists, excuse me, that are going to say, all right, well, 
if someone comes in contact with gamma radiation, they're going to get extremely sick with radiation sickness or cancer and probably die, not become a big green superhero. <laughs> but, you know, especially back in the day, back in the 60s when Marvel was really gaining a lot of steam, you know, a lot of kids were reading that stuff. And, like, you know, um, when you're coming up with an origin like that for a character, it, these are, like, little tips that he, he gave you, you know? Like, leave it open-ended. Leave it like... open-ended a little so that, you know, it can be open to interpretation. That's why you get these geeky arguments on, like, the Big Bang Theory and stuff about, like, yes. you know, oh, well, if uh, he had this much gamma radiation, blah, 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 then it still could have worked and he could have been the Hulk and I, or whatever, you know? Like, just as an example, but... Um, yeah, it was a neat read. Definitely a very neat read. I think the last I started reading Rising Stars. Anybody check that out? That's it's like uh, that's like another one of those Top Cow Aphrodite thirteen. Yeah, type yeah. It's like I'm a, familiar with it. Sort it's of. like a it's like an X Men kind of thing where it's this group of a hundred kids were all conceived during the Flash in this town, and they all ended up being having superpowers and. Yeah, and oh, that's, yeah, that's it was kind of like the rise and fall of them. It was actually I, I, I it's only five. I'm like halfway through three. Well, it's a technically it's an image book because Top Cow, Top Cow's you know under the image label. But it, it's it, it's written by the guy who wrote and created some sci-fi show. Oh, that's really Firefly. Specific. Oh, Firefly. Oh, um, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. Maybe I don't know. Or Joss Whedon, or maybe it was the guy who did Babylon 5. Was it J. Maybe Mike- it was that. J. Michael Straczynski. That sounds more like it. Yeah, because he's done a lot more comic book stuff. Yeah, that sounds... Yeah, yeah it was, def- it was Babylon that. 5. Yeah, let's go with that. I was going to say I recognize the name from comics. Comic that was actually... Board. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. I, I was enjoying it, but then I just kind of... I stopped reading halfway through the third one, and I just got to finish it. Yeah, well, I mean, you get back to it. Someday! Someday. It's sitting like next Fantasy to my bed. Fantasy Star Online is going to be on your buddy's memory card. And aliens are going to find it one day, and then they're going to have to find the game <laughs> to try and understand it. Yes. These aliens are going to be pissed. <sighs> yeah. Have you, what were we talking about before? Really? Oh, Come. people at panels. Look, if you're at a panel, ask good questions, not... What's it like to do your job? Like, yeah, like, I get it. Everyone wants to really know how awesome it is to be a comic book writer or artist, but, like, asking people, like, for a lot of the bees guy people, like, it's a really cool job, but it's still a job. Yeah. Just, yeah, you want to like, be like me and uh, ask good, solid questions at your panels. You know, like, I asked... Uh, how much can you lift, bro? That's what I'd ask. <laughs> um, what did I ask? You know, I was curious as to, you know, at the Greg... Uh, I almost said Greg Snyder... Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo panel. Uh, what was your favorite story arc that you worked on? They, they've done eight now, so they've done a lot. Um, so there was, yeah. you know, many to choose from, and we got some good answers. Uh, Greg Capullo really, and this is all going to be on the blog to uh, in article form when I do an article on the panels. Should be up within this week. So uh, that's uh, the visuallygeek.blogspot.com for those that don't know. Links in the description. Links are already in the description. Not quite, but they will. All right, they will. Links will be in the description. Check out the description. You will. You'll find it there. There'll yes. be links to all sorts <laughs> of things. Yeah, but uh, Greg Capullo used to draw Spawn, uh, and then he uh, drew another creator-owned horror uh, called Haunt, and so he's really into drawing like the dark and gory stuff. So. 
That's why his Joker portrayals and his portrayals of the Court of Owls and uh, even Doctor Death and the Riddler and Zero Year was just—it was all very creepy, spine tingling type stuff. And that's the stuff that uh, Greg Capullo likes to work on. But you know, in particular, he said Death of the Family because um, there was just a lot of creepy visuals that he drew in that story. And then Scott Snyder uh, had an affinity to. Uh, Batman Zero Year, which was the Batman origin story that the two did together uh, since, you know, in their time working together on the Batman book. So, um, yeah, you want to ask thought-provoking questions like that, just like I did, you know. Just try to be more like me when you go to panels. Well, I I feel like... I'm just kidding. I feel like half the people, people they they, want to ask a question just to say that they asked a question. Yeah, that's true. They're like, they don't know what to ask. And I've got that. I'm like, what should, should I, I gotta ask them something. Well, we've got I have new nothing good to ask people, them. people are fascinated by people who have employment. So it's yeah. like, oh my god, this guy's got a job. What's it like to have a job? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even know how I afforded to get into this con. Yeah, I freaking, I don't even know if I'm smart enough to get in the line to ask you the question, but I did. <laughs> What's it like having a job? Cons are expensive. They are wicked expensive. It's like, it's, I spent so much money on prints on this one. If if this was a con of anything for me, it was the con of prints. See, my uh, my last too. one, yeah, I I bought. I always buy a bunch of bullshit. I bought a I bought a new system. I bought the the well, I should, not new, new to the a new addition to the collection. I bought the Panasonic 3DO and then a bunch of games for it. I think I remember that. Didn't they have like a alien game on there? That's all. No, of them. that was Atari Jaguar. Uh, I don't know. It's terrible. I have it. It's terrible and I love it. It's, it's garbage. It's just the worst fucking system I've ever played. Uh, it's really bad. And you love your hot garbage. Oh, it's, it's, I have so much good shit. That's literally just shit. This room <laughs> is just full of a bunch of useless crap. That's what the room is. I wouldn't say for. useless now. <sighs> Most of it is. A highly, <laughs> highly sought after. Listen, I have a, I have, I have very expensive dust collectors in this room. But yeah, cons are very expensive. Like I always, I don't know. I mean, I've I've actually gotten really good deals on rare stuff that people didn't know was rare at con conventions at the packs, which I've lucked out on. That's nice. not. In I didn't years. I didn't look for any books or pop vinyls, which is usually like my go to collector stuff. At this particular con, pop vinyls scare me. <laughs> they scare me one they're like no they're, I understand yeah they, they're like a really hard drug that you know if you like try more than once or twice you're I, going to like you know there's that in like your life <laughs> I okay. started with six I have close to a hundred now okay, and the let only me, reason I've slowed down is because I've run out of places to put them yes so <laughs> do you know what any of them are worth no good keep buying them because if you start knowing what they're worth and you think that you have an investment, that's when you get into the Beanie Baby territory and they're worth oh, nothing. Yeah. They're worth nothing. Oh, no. All the ones I bought because I think they're cool. Not that's because good. I think they're going to make me like rich or somehow like that is the people are somehow going to be related to me and be able to get rich off my like love of buying useless shit. <laughs> that's that, well, then Because they... I'm not that selfless. I'm a really selfish guy. I want to keep all my stuff. I'm taking it with me. Bury it with me. In nobody, nobody wants my crap. I'm gonna be launched into space in a space pyramid, and my space pyramid's just gonna orbit the Earth until someone's dumb enough to try to rob my space pyramid. And, and it's gonna like, be full of pop vinyls, just bobbleheads. <laughs> and then if they don't place the right pop vinyl on this altar, 
<laughs> then they're gonna get zapped and turned into space dust. And yeah. turned into a pop Because I don't vinyl. fuck around. I'm dead, and I don't want anybody to have my shit. Especially pop vinyls. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not trying to go after your pop vinyl. I would go after the pop vinyls, so it's good that you have those safety mechanisms uh, in, in place. So. In, my, in my space pyramid that I'm really <laughs> trusting people to build for me. <laughs> You really need to get this together and then launch it into space after I'm dead. I'm counting on you guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Enemy of the podcast, Team Craig. Mike, that's not cool, man. Team Craig? Nah. Nobody wants hashtag Team Craig. Nobody wants Team this Craig. This podcast is the best podcast, and Craig will agree because Craig's not here. Because he did on last week's podcast, he right? Said, yeah, he said that. But anyways... Pop vinyls are scary because I would waste so much money, but I can't because I have no room for the crap that I have in here. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to really pick like the thing that you want to collect in mass quantities, I guess. I, I guess I have in uh, the form of every video game ever that's yeah, made before no. like two thousand. I don't think I said a word for like 10 or 15 minutes when I walked into this room because I was so mesmerized that your <laughs> your collection is just impressive. Thank it's you. So awesome. Better homes and nerd caves. Yeah. It would be on the cover. <laughs> this yeah. Better homes and nerd I'm just, Yeah. We look at base stuff. I, I kind of want to do... cartridges. I, I, I've been toying with the idea of like... Because some of the things of how I've acquired them has like cool stories for me at least. And I thought about doing like videos and putting them on the YouTubes. But like I don't know if that's bragging. Like I feel like that's very bragging. Yeah. So there are people out there who can't afford things, and they like to live vicariously through people who have things. Well, and the very stuff true. obviously it would yeah. be like they, they, I have so like, like a lot you're of doing them deals. like a sort of favor, just as long as you're not being a huge dick about it. Because like I'm sure there's somebody out there who's really interested in an obscure copy of Bass Fishing or whatever the hell you got. Bassmaster three thousand. I knew that you card. had something obscure yeah, that had to do with fishing. Or it's Bassmaster two thousand. Sorry. Yeah. No, that one's. Yeah, that one I got. I, good... um, yeah, so oh, I, mean... I didn't mean to cut you guys off. No, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, in, in regards to this topic, though, I like going on YouTube and typing in bat caves. And <laughs> just seeing, like, the different bat caves that people make with all their Batman shit. You know, Batman yeah. memorabilia. It's, just, it's very similar. You know, like, uh, I'm sure, like, you type in nerd cave or, or, or room to game room or game room or anything yeah. like that. And then like rooms like this come up and people give you a little tour. And, you know, I don't, I don't really see that as being, you know, uh, egocentrical or anything. Well, I guess, people, I guess people like to collect things that they like, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, I do. And I, I guess there'd be like a moral to the video is, is the, the, the best advice you can get for collecting is you can give is, is just be patient. Be patient. Yeah. There's like stuff that you want that you thought you might never like when I I remember when I decided I was gonna collect every N sixty four game and that was all I was gonna get. Like I rebuilt my NES collection and my GameCube collection just for what I wanted for what I had as a kid. Cause it all disappeared. And I did that and then I remember I was just I was just I had had all my N sixty four games that I wanted and then I was like, okay, there's gotta be more. There's more games that I never played. Let's Let's check them out and see what we have and get all the good ones. And then I just kept going. And then I realized that I like, oh, I got like 60 games or something. I'm like, how many are there? I'm like, okay, there's under 300. I was like, okay, I'm going to collect them all. And it was just kind of like a, a tick. And then it just happened. And <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. But like, it's just. You, you got to be, you got to enjoy doing it. But I remember when I first yeah. said, I was like, I'm going to collect. And then I, I started like, 
looking at it, I was like, man, I wish I had a collection like that. And I guess in a short, it was probably like three or four years now I have what I have now, which is a lot of stuff that I don't touch. I think there's what, like you're only 40 games away from every domestic release now? 40 games from North American. Well, yeah, domestic release. Yes. Wow. And then, I don't know how many more for international. But yeah. But yeah, like a lot of these things that I got have really cool stories that I, I should tell, but I don't want it to be braggy. It's just, it's just being patient. Like, I never thought I'd get a Nintendo action set in box, but I got it in box for $20. It wasn't even my $20. It was Craig's $20. <laughs> even better. And it was on the day you, you moved. moved. The day, like, where it was clearly apparent of all the video game stuff you owned. So, so yeah. And, so like, this is... it was apparent that you didn't really need any more. Yeah, so. <laughs> good, it's, a, it's a good little story. Uh, I'll tell you. You, I don't know. We, I think we, we talked about oh. this on a past podcast, but we'll go into it. So I moved two streets over to this apartment. It was yeah. like two streets away. Craig and I get in the car. We're taking a load from the old apartment to this one. And we drive the long way, which is 45 seconds. And okay, there's a yard sale on the way there. We didn't know it was there. The yard sale on the way there. And we always joke when we go by yard sale, are there any retro video games? We always say that. And we always go slow and take a peek. And he said, are there any retro video games? I'm like, I was like, Nintendo Action Set. Just saw it out of the blue. We jump out of the car. We look at it. And he has everything marked but that. And I'm like, how much do you want? And he's like, make me an offer. And I go... I knew that between the two of us, Craig and I had like $22, which means Craig had 20 bucks and I had $2. Yeah, yeah. I was like, would you take 20, or Craig was like, would, Craig offered him like 20 bucks. He's like, sure. So Craig gave him the money. Craig already had an action set. So it kind of just became mine. And I was like, what am I going to tell my girlfriend? Cause like, if you saw this room, <laughs> there was so, so much shit in here and it was like overflowing everywhere. I was like, and I'm like, look what I just got. And she's like, have you seen what you have in there? You don't have any more room. And she got very upset and. <laughs> kind of scolded me and it was pretty funny yeah. but yeah I got a Nintendo Action Set for $20 when it easily probably goes for $125 $150 so patience and when you least expect it you'll get that shit excellent either that or if you're really rich you can just buy it all at once but yeah. that's no fun well no then that's part of the fun is like like Finding knowing it. what things are worth and like paying what it was worth or less yes yeah the journey you go through the years of collecting I mean when we're all 60 years old, we're still going to be doing this, these podcasts, and we're still going to be talking. And then look, <laughs> think of what our collections are going to be like then. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, boy. So this isn't a game room. I call this my study. And, like, I want one of those, like, old-timey, like, wooden libraries with, like, the ladder that, like, rolls across. <laughs> but I just want video games on the For wall. Video games. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to be able to, like, climb up a ladder and, like, go across. We well, and... still need that globe bar. I know you've been looking at one for a couple of years now. What, what is it? A, a, oh, was this you? Was it me? You, the, some, somebody with, wanted a, a globe bar? I don't even know what that is. Which is like, it's like a, like, you know, a globe of the world. It sounds like extra. But then extra you can open oh, it up and then there's yeah. a bar inside. No, but that would totally was that go. You or was that somebody I don't else? think so, but that would no. go really well in like my study with my giant library. It would have like a globe bar with like whiskey and then like some Game Boy games. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah. I don't know where you'd put it, but. Yeah, for some reason I thought that was like your th- like one of your things, like something you wanted but didn't have. No, but I now well, I, I do. thought you were talking about it with your dad once. Now, well, now I, I have to put thing. it on. Now I have to put it on the list because now I want it. Can't make you a liar. What globe bar? A oh, globe bar. Where's a rent? I, where would I? I have no room in this. Where the hell would I put it? Oh, there's yeah. always room for a globe bar. Oh, well, you might I guess. even that, that. I'm actually might even fit in in your other living room. Yeah, well, I have the bar cart in there. 
But whatever. You can switch it out. Bar globe. Yes. Collecting's a money pit. That's the moral of this story. There's a bunch of vodka under Russia. <laughs> secret. <laughs> it's not a secret. No, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody, 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 knows. Everybody, everybody knows. Everybody knows that. Yeah. That's why they're so angry. Excuse me, I belched. Because it's cold. Yeah. Is anybody watching? Da-na-na-na. We, got we have three, three watchers. People. Hey, watchers. Hello. Crazy. Crazy. Wave of the people. All right, gonna we wave got some I sort of on screen. I'm not really waving at anything. I'm sort of waving at Brad. Yeah, it's okay. How's my bald spot looking? It's uh, pretty rad. Made That's for good. TV, man. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Doesn't really make me self-conscious because I never know. I can't see it, so. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. I want to pretend we're at a bad panel. Hey, remember that time we were at work doing our jobs? Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> I think I went to the water cooler like five or six times that day. Oh, man. Have you been watching shows on Netflix? I have. It's almost like a nine to five job. Like everyone thinks that working for comic book companies like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I bet. I bet in certain aspects it is. I mean, but (laughs) yeah, but it'd still be work. Those dudes have like strict deadlines and meetings and like all kinds of stuff. Superman can't save the day wearing a dress. Write it again. I don't think that's ever happened. That nope. probably has. Only it was like back when doing Where? something like that was just like, like, like considered all in good fun and funny. Oh, man's wearing a dress. Oh, that's silly Superman. Good thing he's saving us from nuclear warheads. Yeah, I mean, they used to do silly stuff with any kind of cartoon character back then. If you look like Bugs, Bugs Bunny, he, he was constantly oh. put in drag. Oh, he, he loved his drag. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was, he was kind of hot. I didn't yeah. say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Oh, it was like Garth in Wayne's World too. Hey Wayne, did you ever think Bugs Bunny looked hot when he dressed up like a chick bunny in the cartoons? <laughs> no. Yeah, me. I'm gonna look Dude, at you found some Bucky O'Hare. Just this one. I've never actually looked at it. Man, that's like I have way more fond memories of that than it probably deserves. Bucky O'Hare. Like no, that game is cartoon. Well, I, I've never seen the cartoon and I've never read this comic, but the game is fucking rad. Yeah, the well, the game was a, one of the better games of the early childhood. It's like it's like a Mega Man, but not nearly as frustrating. Nowhere near as hard. And then like it actually had some cool stuff. It was actually way longer game than I thought it was going to be. Oh, apparently I have two copies of. Boris the Bear, number two. Boris the Bear. Where he just like... I remember you getting your Borises for a while, yeah. Yeah, I think I have most of them. I have Megadeth on comic, look at that. People. Whoa, that's that's neat. What it's number two, so I've never read it, because I have to read number one first. What is it, written, oh, by, yeah, forget it. written by Vic Rattlehead himself? No, I think it's like, they wrote stories based on the lyrics from cryptic writing, so it's not going to be... The only good one I can think of is like, She-Wolf. They wrote stories based on, like, one of their, like... On lyrics. albums. Yes. Why couldn't they have done one on, like, Rust in Peace or, like... Just Aliens. Aliens and, like, Nuclear Warheads would have been great. Yeah. And, like... Like, songs about how Warheads are going to kill everybody, but they're really not. They're just going to rust in peace. Yes. That'd be great. When will this cease? And then they could have just... The Warheads will all rust in peace. In Hangar 18, you can just crescendo right into that. 
Chapter Vana would make a really good story, I feel. It's just about, like, a guy going to prison and getting his man pussy sold. Mm. Oh, all right. That could do be... it. Let's do it. Yeah. Still, that's on, <laughs> that's on Countdown to Extinction. Although, that, yeah. Countdown, I feel like, would have made a pretty rad Symphony of Destruction? Book. That's like the opposite of concept album, that you're going to go ahead and, like, you're going to write a graphic novel based on source material that has nothing to do with stories. Well, that's what, like, Rush did. They wrote a concept album and then had a guy... what? They did it backwards? Well, no, they didn't do it backwards, but they had a guy, like... Because, like, the drummer writes all the lyrics and, like, they they had, like, a base story. So, like, the drummer wrote lyrics and it's, like, a concept story. And then they had a guy write a book, like, as a companion to the record. And it... I don't think... I never read it. Usually Uh, it's not as good. Usually... It probably was terrible. The album's good. I never read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, usually, though, like... Like, usually, like, there's source material, and then there's an album, and then it, like, there's a chance of it being okay. I mean, there are a lot of concept albums out there. But... I remember you were not the the biggest fan of the Shadow Man concept album. Well, I've never actually listened to it. I was actually just we getting really... We listened to it together, and we only listened to, like, one song, I think, or, or two, maybe. Yeah, well, well I got, uh... It, it, it had some cool, like, metal rhythm to their songs but I don't know as a whole well it's all part of like Valiant's like viral marketing like yeah. they're they're like baristas randomly throughout the nation that have exo Manowar coffee cups like uh they they have a live there's a a old tiny radio program that has a script where they do like Archer and Armstrong skits that's awesome. They 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 we should, they we should be doing things like that. They do all this sneaky. Cool. They do like all this sneaky like viral marketing stuff at Valiant. Huh. Yeah, I don't even know why this bra got brought up, but yeah. No, they, but they, that's, they that's, that's pretty cool though. I had no idea. I had no idea about that. They're, I don't either because I don't read enough comics. Yo, know, Valiant's awesome. If you ever read comics, I'd probably tell you to read those comics. I do read just. I just bought, I have like a backlog of like, like volumes of comics that I haven't read. Like, I haven't read those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sitting there. I've read the first one. Oh, uh, those oh, compendiums? Those are so awesome. I those have super to read. Thick compendiums? Yes. Nice. Fucking art's awesome, but the writing is, I'm not a, it's kind of iffy. It was always kind of out there. Oh, those aren't the original Eastman and Laird's? No, they are. Oh, they are. are. But like, it's just, I, I feel like they're great artists, but like their writing skills, like the stories are good. But the writing, I'm just like, uh, Dart's good. We'll stick with that. <laughs> Dart's badass. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I'm excited about, which I don't even know if they're still doing, is the Why the Last Man. Is it a movie? Are they doing it a movie or a show? I don't know. See, I, that, didn't, that, I didn't hear about that, but that's, I've, read that was, the, I've read the first volume of it. Oh, I think, awesome. I think they so were, good. what was that? I think they were trying to create a pilot that was going to be optioned on FX or HBO. I don't know which. I'm just hoping it actually gets... Well, it was supposed to be made into a movie, and it was... Everything was contracted, and it was going to be made, but... I don't know. I don't remember who wrote it, but it was essentially... It was going back into the writer's hands, because if they didn't start filming the movie within a certain date, he got the rights back. So they never filmed the movie, so he got the rights back. And but it's he... not that hard a thing. Brian K. Vaughn has done screenplays for television before. He wrote Lost for, like, seasons three on. Well, it was supposed sure. to be... Why the Last Man would be a terrible movie. Terrible movie. Way too short. It's, exactly. The story's way too fucking long. It's you... way too long and way too good. It needs to be... It needs to be the next Walking Dead. 
Yeah, what it used to be. yeah. Actually, you're right about it, that. I I don't even I don't even care because I, I I zombies are just overkill. So I'm not a big. I never watched The Walking Dead, but that's what it needs to be. Yeah, it needs, and, to, and be it needs to be on a network that's willing to go all in. Hell, I'd say a go with AMC again, but yeah. they're already doing Preacher, and I mean, I don't know if they're done screwing the Golden Goose. They might smash that goose for all it's worth and freaking try to get Why the Last Man in there too. That would be so good because that would be such. I would love that show. That would be so good. Watch it to the very it's end. It's just a really cool premise. Oh, it's you such know, a good. It really is such a. Yeah. It's, Whatever, you know, it's option as, it's gonna do great. I know it already. Knock on wood, but. I uh, hope it, I just hope it gets made. If yeah. Saga ever gets optioned, I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh my lord, yeah. Saga is a really cool, uh, space opera. Uh, written by Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, same guy did Why the Last Man. Probably the best thing he's ever done, and that's saying a lot, cause he's also. It's gonna be hard, done... I think Why the Last Man is probably my favorite comic book. Ever. All right, yes, yeah, it's, it's wicked good, yeah. But like Ex Machina, he did. It was wicked good too. Like the saga is just so space opera and deep and entangled. Yeah, if and, you if you want to get your mind lost uh, in outer space for a little while, you know, like pick up Saga. Absolutely. Ah, uh, it's just it's better than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's better than Green Lantern. It's better than Star Wars. Uh, but it, well, I didn't say that, but. I do agree with I you. did. <laughs> I do agree. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I agree. No. Yeah, it's really cool. Way cool stuff. Yeah. The artwork is beautiful in that book, too. Well, that, and then Wicked Cool Aliens, and, like, then they say, like, wicked inappropriate things, like, nothing makes you want new pussy, like, more than seeing a kid come out of the old one. <laughs> Great quotes! Oh, quotes man. you can use in wow. everyday life. Oh, Lord, wow. yeah, oh, yeah, you can really use that every, every day. Oh, I was down at the water cooler today, and I was like, well, Bob! <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, uh, no, I'm not gonna say that ever. <laughs> Ever. Not once I'll be in my homeless. Life. Yeah. Never gonna I don't say know. that. I just like the way they talk and stuff. I can I very confidently say that I'm going to die never saying that. No. Well, to be fair, it was a, a, a space madam talking about her space customers having sex with her space prostitutes. I gotcha. You know, it makes, it, makes it a little bit well, yeah. Like, yeah I, I just had a kid a, last week. No and me then, to say it ever either. <laughs> and then they had the quote. Man, that's an amazing quote. Yeah, it's pretty good I hope one. one day that I can truly use that in conversation and not just drop that on a random podcast, although I might just randomly drop that on every podcast from now until the end of days. Could be your thing. Maybe, yeah. Cause yeah, and this has been holding on. Holding. I need a gimmick. No, no, no. <laughs> so. What other good comic books have I read? I can't think of anything. Yeah. I, I remember you were a fan of uh, Batman and the Long Halloween. You said yeah. that you read, read that. That's a good one. The times when we hung out. And then what, what's what's the other one? They did three books. Dark Victory. Dark Victory. And then there's another one. Man That Laughs? Or is that no. Those were all written by uh, Jeff Loeb, who was yes. another writer on Lost. Yeah, the, there was three, and the last, I think the one of the volumes was literally just, like, I think three oh. stories, just three short, like, one Yeah, one it was something, it was like, uh... One was with, like... Haunted Night. Yes. Haunted Night, that's what the first one was, yeah. But those those ones are great. Yeah, that's where, um, you get a lot of, like, the ideas that Christopher Nolan stole from those, uh, graphic novels written by Jeff Loeb with, you know... Harvey Dent and Commissioner Gordon and Batman all up on the roof and stuff. That's all from Long Halloween. And 
plotting against the mob and all that jazz. So those are those are a good series of books to read. Jeff Loeb, he's one of my favorite writers, probably too, easily. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, all the stuff he's done that I've read from Marvel is absolutely untouchable too. So they, I haven't they, read they, Captain America White yet, though. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. It's fairly, we, fairly we, we have a debate going. What kind of debate? Uh, Mike, who is the enemy of the podcast, who's not really, he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet, he says that Why the Last Man is better than Saga. Really? He oh. likes it better. Okay. And it's going to well, be tough. It's going to be tough. I, I, I'll be the judge Thanks for reading? I mean, I don't know. It's not really an argument. If well, no, like, hold on. No, it's it. Uh I mean, I've read, a, like, most of Brian K. Vaughn's stuff. Like, a lot of it's on point, much better than everyone else's stuff. Yeah. So, but, like, Saga is just so gorgeous. Like, Fiona Staples' art is up there. I would put her art up against some of the biggest names in the industry right now, but as far as quality. does it have a monkey in it? It has a lying cat. But it's not so monkey. No, no, no. You do not understand what <laughs> lying cat is. It's this giant cat. He looks like this runt, but like you can't lie around this cat because this cat will fucking drop dimes on your ass. Because yeah. you go and you think you're gonna start talking and say this lie, so you're halfway through the lie and then the cat's just like lying. <laughs> you can't get away with lying. Oh, I thought you, you were saying lying lion cat. cat. I was like, well, yeah, lion is. A cat, yeah. A lion, oh yes. Well no, that's true too, but lying cat just calls out everybody's <sighs> lies. It's amazing. It just sounds like, he just sounds like a snitch. It's that's just, what he is. That's what he is. Oh, lying no. cat's He's awesome. a cat who's monkey. a snitch. Monkey. Monkey. I'm going with monkey over lying cat. I'm gonna go with Over monkey. what? Over animal sidekicks? Who has the best animal sidekick? I don't want a snitching cat. I mean, Green Arrow has a dog named George, which has actually grown on me, but I don't know how he's being written in Rebirth. It's lying, cat. Clear. Look. <laughs> the cat just knows when people are lying. That is Like, you wouldn't cool. want to have a cat that just, like, could call it just people sounds out? Like, it just sounds like Garfield just got way shittier. Yeah. He's like, he hates Mondays, he's lasagna, and now he can tell you if you're lying or not. See, Lying Cat is Fuck. none of those things. Lying Cat sounds like part. a big pain in my ass. Lying Cat is a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, so I'm going with Monkey. Monkey just, was Just cool. straightforward Monkey all day. Yeah. So we're gonna base the, it, we're gonna, nothing else. We're just gonna disagree else. on this. That's fine. You'll figure out how great Lying Cat is all in due time. Yeah. How, how many volumes are in Saga? Uh, because we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta go that. Because I, I'm not gonna buy it. Like, the fact that I have those is a miracle. Um, I think they're, geez. Well, I bought the first hardcover, which was the first two, three that. volumes. So I think they're on six or seven. So I'm gonna buy the second hardcover when it okay. comes out. We'll see. I mean, it's pretty, they've taken a couple breaks. Like, uh, Brian K. Vaughn's done some other stuff. Like, uh, We Stand on Guard. Uh, I heard Paper Girls has gotten really nuts. I think that just Oh, won. yeah, I saw some ads for that. That looked really cool. It was, uh, I didn't know what it was going to be about at first, and otherwise I would have picked well, it up. Well, it's clearly, obviously, uh, a spinoff of Paperboy, the Nintendo game. So it's just girls delivering papers, but probably doing a way better and neater job, because men are just slobs and... Yeah, always hit stuff on their butt. That's what I thought it was going to be too, and then I read an article about it the other day, and apparently they have two gigantic tardigrades fighting in the middle of Cleveland. In addition to delivering papers, yes, Ooh, it sounds good. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's a good, and I've never even read it. Yeah, and then I guess there's some time traveling aspects, and then, yeah, I don't know. Still, I mean, I bought the first So your trade. paper's never late, cause if they fuck up, they can go back in time and then deliver your paper. Well, I'm still trying to figure out why these two gigantic tardigrades ended up in downtown Cleveland and started brawling each other. I don't know, that sounds pretty badass. You even know what a tardigrade is? I it sounds like a giant robot. I was just going to ask uh, for the layman if you wouldn't mind explaining. I'm, assu- I'm assuming it's a giant robot? No, they're these little itty bitty, like, oh, they're so not completely microscopic, but like, like, they're one of the few creatures that would be able to survive the vacuum of space, and uh, like, they can survive really extreme temperatures of hot and cold. And they can be found in the wild normally. So they're space lizards. Yeah, only they like live on Earth and they live, they look pretty weird and like, if you ever get a chance, just look at an image of a tardigrade and they look. Are they real things? Yeah, yeah, they call them water bears. But Um, these ones are giants? Yeah, these ones are just huge. How'd they get so big? I don't know, man. That's why I gotta find out. Okay, (laughs) so we don't, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. To be continued on that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's freaking just another stack on like, just all these graphic novels that I need to read, like Superman Red Sun, uh, Nightfall. Wait, uh, wait, is that Superman one the one where he's like in Russia? Yeah, it's the alternate reality one where I hate where, it. Is, where is you space? Read that one? Yeah, I where, wasn't a fan. Yeah, what well, was another Mark Miller thing too? And he's I was, I don't know. That's like yeah, I, I different. Yeah, I won't get into it because you haven't read it yet. Yeah, I was well, hoping I, for something than what more than what I got. I wanted something different. Yeah. Okay. So I will I still have to read that Birth of the Demon, Nightfall. I need to read. Uh, have you read Ready Player One, either of you? No, my dog completely wrecked my uh, my copy of the book that I had. <sighs> It was one of those God days. God damn it, Daisy. I know. She's, yeah. She's, I'm going to go ahead and blame Daisy for that, too. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Because she's not here to defend herself. Well, even then. She... Well, you <laughs> couldn't, be, you couldn't <laughs> be mad at her. She's pretty damn cute. I know it. I know it. But she but... just smells good and is back at the house. I had her nails done today. Oh, uh, did you get them painted pink? No. Just they're had just, them cut. just too long. Yeah. Uh, that's a shame. Daisy... Shame on you for ruining a wonderful book. Ready Player One. Oh, my so copy of good. The Great Pacific that I picked up randomly because I felt like maybe it would be like something good and it looked like it would be. And then, yeah, just so many, so many different graphic novels, just <sighs> huge, gigantic piles of all these books. That, just and, stop reading your graphic novels and read Ready Player One. Well, that's the thing. It's like, so good. I'm not reading graphic novels right now. I'm like trying to get caught up on like these indie books on top of like the like, DC and Marvel. Like, finally put down all the Valiant books, because I was trying to get caught up on that, but no, it's just like shoveling shit against the tide, man. Freaking, being vigilant geek's hard work, man. Then you got, then you, Uh, but once you read Ready Play One, you gotta check out his second book, you gotta check out Armada, because that's also a good book. Not as good as Ready Player One. Well, Ready Player One's supposed to be like the guy's opus or whatever. It's supposed to be... It's like, okay. Steven Spielberg's working on it, supposedly, this year. Yeah, they're making it into a movie, and I'm like so pumped that Steven Spielberg has got it. Because it's, it's such a good, like, I'm, uh, so good. Maybe I'll just, it's like, it's like, it's, well, the book's really good, man. Yeah, it's like it's I like don't really have, like, it's, the time. Well, no, I have the time to read. I choose to read other things. I'm just, it's, it's like Charlie accurate? and the Chocolate Factory, but with 80s pop culture. That sounds really cool. It's, yeah. and like, it's really good. No, I've heard it's amazing. It just, you know, now I don't have a copy of the book because dog ate it. 
You know, I never thought that would be a legitimate excuse. It really is. It happens a lot more than people think. My I, dog ate it. You know? I ha- I said in sixth grade that my dog ate my homework, and the teacher laughed at me. But then I had my parent write me. I had my, I think my mom write me a note because the dog ate my homework. The one time I actually did my homework, <laughs> the dog ate it. So yeah. Uh, back in the you know, day, you know, it, it's it's much more viable of a of an excuse than you might think, especially when it really happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I ruined a couple of good things. The, what else? The birth of the demon arc with Batman, first time he meets Ra's al Ghul. That's one that I still have to read, surprisingly. Death uh, in the Family, where Jason Todd gets brutally beaten. Are they yeah. still arguing, or did they no. all accept the fact that Saga is just better than Why the Last no, it was Man? Just, it was just one comment. Mike prefers why the man's why the blah, 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 I can't blah. even really disagree with that cuz it's like why the last man's one of the greatest runs on anything ever I got like so like I I got that on like a whim I bought the first one and was immediately hooked and then bought the other nine on Amazon like as soon as I finished that fun Yeah one. I was like $100 gone give them to me Yeah, yeah. I, I did that with uh, all the Lucifer books the original ones of yeah. course, I had owned them already before, but like I liked the series so much that I had to pick them all up again. Rebought them, yep. That they really—that's another series that got rebooted, and I haven't—I've been buying the book and haven't even picked it up yet. Was it Lucifer or was it the Sandman where they had like the the convention for serial killers at like the motel? That, that was, was uh, Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, because I remember that wasn't it like a like a crossover between Sandman and Lucifer, or Lucifer was a spinoff of Sandman. Lucifer or... was a spinoff of Sandman. Yeah. Because I just remember you telling me you're, about you're that. You're thinking of, let's see, the, the second book, The Doll's House. I remember reading it. I think I don't think I got much further than that. Nick. Sandman was a blur to me because I got halfway through the run and then stopped for some reason. But I don't remember the volume where that serial killer convention was. I just remember it seeing so goofy. I, I remember the silliest it thing. Being, yeah, it was, it was awesome, though. It was... Yeah, a little bit of everything. Well, that. Neil has like different styles of storytelling, and that one in particular was pretty enjoyable. Where you get the the serial convention, where it's just a convention at this hotel where there are all these serial killers and serial rapists, <laughs> and yeah. they're, they're all terrible, and they're all there. And the guest speaker is this nightmare that Sandman created called the Corinthian, and he's mm-hmm. got these uh, mouths for eyeballs. And he oh, goes, gross. and he's, he's supposed to use, like, night, people's nightmares against them, and he's also this terrible nightmare that people can't stop, but, like, Dream can totally stop him. Yeah, it's a wicked good story. It's called The Doll's House. Um, yeah. This is volume two. Volume two. I mean, they're all good. Like, yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong with Sandman. I mean, I know we don't talk it about it a lot, but it really is, like... Between that and The Watchmen, like, probably the two most influential graphic novel medium things or graphic novels within the medium yeah, yeah graphic um, I, I remember watching reading Watchmen and then watching the movie and ha- I hated the ending of that comic book I hated it the ending of the comic yeah I thought it was stupid well I mean it was also like unheard of like nobody ever ended anything like that before it was so dumb I'm sorry it was just so oh dumb. you don't have to apologize I again. hated it yeah I, I thought the ending of the movie was way better. I thought... The, the, how was the ending of the movie all that different from the ending of the book, though? They didn't have some giant thing trans- like warp into the middle of a city? Yeah. That was, like, not even real monster. It was, like, a fake dead monster that, like, all these captured special effects artists made. I think it's... Instead, it, it was just a good old-fashioned nuke. Yeah, it was just, sure. like, yeah. done. Ozymandias at the end. Yeah, I already won. 
There's no point in explaining it to you people. You know, see you later. Well, he kill. He had. He had to make everyone think that aliens did it, though. So this fake creature that they created yeah. with a with a psychic bomb that no one else had the technology for, wiping out New York. Yeah, they just. I don't know. Didn't do any of that. Uh, no, they in just. The movie. They just you know, took the all movie, that. They're just like, oh, Doctor Manhattan doesn't like us anymore. We're fucked. Slow mo, slow mo fights. <laughs> everyone, uh, slow mo fights. Everyone, everyone, uh, everyone join together now in Kumbaya because Dr. Manhattan hates us now. Let's all be really paranoid. Yeah. And join forces. Cause that's what the world needs right now. I just felt like it was more, be more realistic to, oh my god, aliens attacked us. We don't know when they're coming back. Yeah, it would be more realistic if aliens actually had attacked instead of them like, Sending all like the famous special effects artists to an island to make this fake monster. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just it just didn't sit well. I was like, this is just, this is just trying too hard there, Mister Moore. Yeah, I liked it. (laughs) I like both. uh, I mean, both endings work. I just I like both endings. I um, I don't know. The alien ending was was interesting though because um. You, they show Ozymandias, and uh, he's, like, sitting there in his, like, you know, friggin' home theater, or if, whatever you want to call it, watching sci-fi movie after sci-fi movie after sci-fi movie, trying to come up with, like, the best monstrosity of an alien creature, like, ever. Well, like, he, he, he can't, because Holden and I came up with the best, which is called the Vaginus. I didn't even make that up. That's just a word I stole from, like, the very first episode of Californication. Well, it's okay, because we turned it into a Godzilla monster. And it's yeah, 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 Vaginus is here! Everyone run away! You think, like, giant face hugger that spews poop when and it, blood when it screams at you uh, once a month ugh, the face one, huggers from the alien movies kinda just this gross slobbering hairy thing it's a vaginus get it <laughs> I just, just want to see I just wanna... oh it's got their fluids there's fluids Oh! Creeping all over me what is that smell <laughs> smells like fish Make it stop! <laughs> I'm being absorbed by the queef. It's like a vacuum. No, yeah, it's just. Uh. Oh, did you hear that noise? Make it stop! I, I want I want I just want to see like the Vaginus fight Godzilla. I want a giant Vaginus fighting Godzilla. <laughs> mecha Mecha Vaginus. Yes. Mecha Vaginus. <laughs> <laughs> Vaginus, Vaginus. It's Mecca Vaginus Jr. Oh man. Jimmy That's... wants Jimmy Jimmy wants to know why we're not talking about Madden. Because guess what, Jimmy? Football was the same last year. We already talked about it. Soccer. Soccer was the same last year. It's the same this year. Who cares about Madden? It's a waste of your money. Yeah, Madden did come up. It's a waste of your money. <laughs> but yeah. Rock's supposed to be rated so good this year. Who cares? Wanna we play Madden? Four... Four people now. People want to know why people. No, want to no, play. we're done. We're done. There are people playing Madden. Just like we're down, none we're of those people are gonna ever be in this room. We're down to two, and we offended them with the vaginas. Whoever we offended, we did. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we were at three. Now we're down to two. Oh man, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, well, we hope you two out there are, are staying strong and. and Enjoying yourselves here listening to us tonight. We haven't done our good job. We have to uh, offend you until you leave. <laughs> what is it? Now we got... Craig Craig says that Gronk's going to get the Madden curse. Well, he already had it. Because like, he was already getting hurt before the playoffs a bunch. 
Yeah, sports and stuff. Sports. Yeah, being sports. Yeah, I love the sports. I, I love, used to love balls. me some sports. Now it's um like I just been spoiled so much that it's time for me to like pay attention to other things. Yeah, I was into football for a blip in like middle school. I was in football, and then they won all the championships, and just yep. with everyone else kept winning all the things, and then. Then I was like, yay, they won things, and I feel warm and fuzzy, and my life is less shitty because of it. But then, yeah, you just keep watching them win things, and... And I'm into tacos. Tacos. Yeah! Yeah! It always comes full circle. Always. Don't ever go to Taco Bell and get those, like, Captain Crunch balls, so they're gross. Really? Yeah, just... Never tried them. Oh, well, like, it's weird, because then, like, the the normal cinnamon ones are good, because, like, they're, like, these little donut holes, only, like, they're, like, get this, like, crazy cream filling. Yeah, well, that crazy cream filling makes you feel really bad about yourself when you're eating Captain Crunch balls. You're like, oh, I feel shameful. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Taco Bell has done, like, more to ruin people's self-esteem in their short existence than probably some other horrible things I love that Taco I could probably Bell. compare it to. See, what happens with, like, Craig and I, we always get together to, like, do some kind of video. They have, like, the double down, and then, like, oh, the yeah, Ryan and I. The and double then... down was, like, the, yeah, that was, like, the worst decision I ever made. It was, like, the, the, the chicken sandwich, but instead of, like, two pieces of bread, it was just two pieces of chicken with, like, a slice of cheese, oh. some bacon, and some gross sauce on it. Huh. Yeah. And then the double down dog came out. <sighs> where you had to get that. Oh, uh, did you get the, che- the chili cheese dog at, like, Burger King yet? <sighs> I won't go anywhere near the hot dogs from that place. The chili cheese I, I, It looked gross, but it wasn't like I wanted it. I was like, this looks what about disgusting. What fried mac and cheese? Oh, the, the oh the mac and Cheetos? Mac and Cheetos, is that yeah, what it was? Yeah, those are good. Oh, what about the deep fried macaroni and cheese rib burger tacos that they have? They don't have that. <laughs> I wish they yeah, did. They do. So do I. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. You're just like pissed. Like, damn it, they don't have that. Ah, you fucking shit. liar. <laughs> Uh, no, the mac and Cheetos are solid. Um, yeah, but the chili cheese dog looks disgusting, and I wanted it to, to taste equally as disgusting, but it didn't. But you liked it. It wasn't. It was like, oh, this just tastes like a hot dog and very bland chili. You like my? Uh, I don't know. I did. I, I, I did. I did. I did like Dookie like like an hour after eating it in Lowe's. Yeah. And they, on on the, on on the on the toilet paper dispenser, it said hashtag pooping lives matter, and I thought that was funny. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> pooping lives do matter. There's there's a, there's a picture of it on my Instagram. Yeah, what Bradley were we talking it. about before that then? Uh, we, well, tacos. We, talk, we were talking Madden and then we tacoed it to something else. Oh, we, we tacoed it. Yeah, we, were, <laughs> we, we tacoed tacoed the shit out of that Madden. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure people are going to be playing a lot of Madden. Yeah, but the cool kids are going to be eating tacos. The cool kids will be eating tacos. They're going to be worried about John, them. you kidding me? John Madden's going to be eating tacos. They're not going to be... You know how many tacos you could buy with the amount of money that John Madden has? He's made like thirty football games. They're still. He didn't football. even make them. They just use his name. Here's the thing: it's like, yeah. like you can't call it football. You have to name it after this guy who just I announced have, it for a while. People yeah. don't even know who John Madden is anymore. Just I like, have a great idea for football. Madden, game. or they're going to change the name from football to Madden. This is the football game that I want to see the rest of the world because they want football to be soccer. You, you ready for this? Yeah. Two v two, two versus two football game. Okay. So th- okay, think one player mode. So like you're playing versus another person, and like they just control like it controls like a normal football so game. You, what, yeah. But then Switch you have between two characters. No, 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 no. So so you got two people going against each other, just playing a regular football game, and then you have another person on your team, and they're a sniper in the audience. 
So say you're, you're offense and you're defense. So your sniper is in the offense and he's looking to find the sniper on the defensive side because the guy who's playing defensive sniper is shooting your guys who are carrying the ball. This sounds like a Grand Theft Auto mission. This sounds like a great football game. I mean, I, I, I think this it has merit. I like I your want, idea. I want it. I want they it. used to have like a Mutant League game for like Sega Genesis, and I heard it was just like like one of the greatest things ever. Well, NFL Blitz is one of the greatest football games ever. It's great because like they don't just... allow that kind of mega violence anymore. But like Actually, that's that... why they need to make fictional teams and make it so like zombies can fight turtle yeah. men. Well, that thing uh, like in the N64 cube there that's on the side with the memory card in it yeah. that's from an NFL Blitz cabinet, arcade cabinet, because you used to be able to take your memory. From your N64 game and bring it to the arcade and like play on the arcade and I don't know what else it did. I never did it, but it's I have it. I bought it because that's still cause, pretty neat though. Yeah, oh, nice. I can't use it, but it's there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for ultra violent, mega fantastic sports games. I just want I just want football, but you get a sniper who's just picking people off, and then you got to find the sniper. And Is just, it turn based? No, maybe sure. Like, RPG well, mode. That? Well, you, you got to call play, and then you got to like do your audience thing where you move, and then you got to try to position the. Cops. I don't know, like, man. It's... Get the sniper because the sniper's on the t- other team's hey, payroll. Hey, hey. And, it's just a concept that, right now. And the home team has to send the guards to go f- flush out the sniper. Yeah. Of course, you got to really plan your shot because after you make that first shot, everyone. It's going to be like run. duck hunt style. Everyone you only gonna... get you only get three shots. Oh no, you only get like one because after that first shot, everyone's going to be crushing people to go for the exits. No, that's not going to happen because it's just going to be the shitty fake people like in like <laughs> This is going to be like it's like NFL quarterback club like you're not no, going to be able to but is it going to be like retro? You're going to be programming this in 8 bit? Well, I am not an I'm not a, like a major league video game developer, so I'm not a triple A developer. I'm not even a developer. This game's never going to get made. <laughs> but imagine if it did. Oh, it'd be so good. It'd be the best football game be Since great. Madden 17, the, the whole sniper. Ad- Ma- it's just Madden. Like it's just, it's just a hot dog eating contest. It's John Madden eating bowl after bowl of hot dogs. Oh. But you have to wash it down with taco salad. That's the catch. Yeah, taco salad is really yeah. delicious. I don't even know. Like I, I know John salad. Madden's okay. a big fan of sewing animals within. Uh, Especially other when you animals. crush those Doritos into it. Sorry, but I but I don't know. <laughs> What's the consensus? What's John Madden's favorite thing to drink? Hot dogs. Hot dog water. <laughs> he washes down bowls. Yeah, he bowl goes to the hot dogs. Yeah, he no, 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 no. He, he goes to the it down he, with the water of hot dogs. No, you know, you know, like the hot dog eating competitions where they dip their hot dog and like their bun. That's what he drinks. He just drinks the slop at the bottom of the. He's just like, oh, man. This man's a national treasure. <laughs> that and bacon grease. Uh, I That's probably the two grease. things he drinks. He probably drinks bacon grease just to stay high. Right? Hey, remember that time you made that bacon weave and made everybody feel bad about themselves? The, which one? I, I made a couple bacon explosions for a couple family gatherings. I only remember one, and I felt bad for eating it, but it was really delicious. We had it a couple times, and it was always tasty. It was tasty, but you just felt gross. Yeah. Because well, what was it, just like Velveeta and bacon? No, Velveeta, bacon, and then sausage with... Extra cheese and like maybe like, it's just like uh, pretty much cheese and bacon or cheese and pig. It's like two pounds yeah. of bacon, one pound of sausage, a, like a brick of Velveeta. 
And like you just baked it for like an hour and you ate it and you felt you felt bad about what you just did, but you kept eating more. No, it's like the it, it's a very it's a very like sit down and shame yourself food. <laughs> well, you you think you can eat a bunch, but you like it's always more filling than you like it like you think it's going to be. But it's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a while before I make another one of those. I've already eaten, like, two this year, which is, like... Oh. The bacon explosions, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a big yeah, hit with the family gatherings. They're Back rich. You can't have that big of a slice, you know? They're so rich. There's that, and then we have the... the the fucking pudding, but we won't get No, that. we don't do the pudding anymore. Good. We won't... We, we don't need to. The, uh, Andrew, we have this really weird family tradition. <laughs> well, we don't have it anymore, because we decided that we're not gonna do it anymore. Because it's what, terrible. Is it like taco pudding? So, okay, so, so, this is... <laughs> so, what, what is it called? I forget. Yorkshire pudding. I'm okay, sure. so, th- this is what they would do. They'd be like, hey, kids, you want some pudding? We're gonna light it on fire, and there's also money inside of it. We're like, oh, great. And then we'd eat it, and then they'd take the money away, and it wasn't even any good. It was just, it was just like this terrible dessert that was lit on fire with dirty pennies. pudding is this old English dessert made out of those most heinous things, like suet, and plums, and raisins. Yeah, plum pudding. Yeah. (laughs) And like, so they would literally, it it was, and they would put brandy on it, and they would light it on fire, and it was full of money. They'd simmer some, and then they'd stick old ass coins in this thing. So we, so the kid, it was gross. It'd be like this five inch thing, and it'd be like, it kind of resembles like a, like a like a fruit cake, and each sure. one's aged like a year. Yeah, it ages just, for a year. You make it, and then you just stick it in the back of the freezer until you remember it's Christmas. <laughs> so, so like light it on fire. And like, they yeah, light it on is- fire, but not before turning out the lights for dramatic effect. <laughs> and then they take boiling hot brandy and pour it over this pudding, and then light it on fire and bring it out. And it's all dark out. And we always knew room. it was bad, but it was full of money. But and then was, they would eat it and dig the money out. And then they would take the money away. Well, that the grandmother would because she had like special like mega rare dimes that she'd use. You kids like that money? Well, give it back. Give me back my super rare dimes. You'll have yeah. to earn your own money. If you don't give me back the dimes, we I can't make the plum pudding for next year. It's like, well, I don't want it. I just want the dimes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I give think me somebody the said that once. I think your sister Cassandra tried to do that, and then the grandmother was like, "Give me nine dimes." Yeah, it was. I never. Took a dime I would. Back. I every year. I just think. I think like the Strumpfler kids just like would just cover it whipped cream. And, yeah. No, that was their uh, thing. Back in bacon the weave and plum pudding. Bacon, Gross. Uh, yeah, plum pudding. Yeah, it's like one of the most ridiculous family traditions we've ever had. It's so stupid. It's like <laughs> nobody. So we uh, even people <laughs> from England don't do it anymore. So, well, and here we thing. are doing this. There's like there's so many of us ass practice. The last time we did it, we asked if anybody liked it, and nobody went up and was like, "Yes." Everybody's like, "Uh." No, everyone was happy about the last one, and even ate some because like it was like the lo- the oldest pudding that we'd ever had. And it was a good way to send it out, and it was good because it was going to be over, and that's the things that I enjoyed about it. And then, that it was going to be gone other people forever. Were like, oh, this sucks. And I'm like, I know it's supposed to suck. Like, <laughs> it's, it's never <laughs> been good. Like, have you what? Like, how often have we been doing Christmas? Like, come on. Like, nobody, bring it out every year. They always have. Nobody this, likes it. I don't know. And they have all these badass desserts, and they still insist on doing that. Like, I don't know. Like, they could have just brought out anything on fire. And yeah, fine. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I it's like, like, okay, I'll give up the money, but if you just light this, this, this like 
pumpkin pie on fire. I'll be cool. Yeah, no. And then you just eat real desserts. You just yeah. eat a bunch of trifle. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, but, you get hammered on trifle. But we just just light shit, uh, like a lump of year old shit with dirty pennies in it on fire. Yeah. Just, <laughs> mm, I like my plums and suet aged in the back of a freezer for so two bad. years plus. Ah, uh, tacos. Tacos. We can make the pudding for next year. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing around with the idea of doing it again. If they do it again, I'll eat it and I'll complain. If they do Why it again, do I'm just going to complain. I'm going to eat it this year. time. Why? Why would you eat it? It's so bad. It's not, yeah, it's not good. I mean, I don't know. Like, I eat corned beef and like, that's and, good. like spam a couple times a year. Spam's for the good. Same reason. Yeah, yeah it is. If you fry up some spam and put it on like a Ritz cracker, it's like, Super mushy and delicious, and also wicked salty. But that's good. It's also like, like really, really easy breakfast meat because you don't need like to use any grease to cook it. Because it's, it's all it is is grease. Super yeah. greasy it's mechanically separated meats. Oh uh, yeah, it's oh, freaking it's, like a national dish in Hawaii. I think. That's that's the way you got to do it. Is mechanically separate your meats. That's the way to eat it. And well, then put it mechanically the... separated, then mechanically mashed back together. Again. <laughs> you can uh, talk about all the separating you're doing, and then no one's talking about like bringing things back together. Well, they don't mash it back together. They like, I bet they squeeze it into the can. And it's like, oh yeah, just taking big like weird Ross bites out of this Frankenstein monster meat. Yeah, it's good, it's delicious. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. And I had some a little while ago. I met my quota. I'm good for this year. Until we have, like, another spam-eating competition. Well, I don't know. Like, who knows? There, there's always, like, this one weird family gathering, like, a year. Yeah. Everybody, every, the last one, we had a poo years party. I didn't go to that one. <laughs> oh, you missed that. Yeah. Good, yeah. Apparently, I didn't miss much, either. It was, like, based on, like... It yeah, was a so poop every... party, but, like, they had a spam it, taste it, test, and you had to, like, rate the spam and... And guess what flavor? I think there was like five different spams. I got four right. I was like, that one's bacon. Just this like is spam light. Rude inside joke. Rude family inside joke taken too far. That's what that was like. Like, and I didn't even go to it, and that's pretty much what it was, right? The, yeah, pretty much. They like they like dedicated the party to me because apparently I was the one who inspired the poop party. Well, yeah, you're the all, you're the one who always like, and it's all your fault because several years ago you were no, the one who kept, no. No. Several no. years ago, somehow you got the ball rolling about telling poop stories on Christmas Eve. At the dinner table. <laughs> so, okay, it happened it like happens once. every year. Okay, so yes, but you did it, the one time you did it was and so Rick, memorable that it, you Rick, might as well have done it every time afterwards. Rick would, our uncle would always be like, can we just hold off on the poop stories and always blame me. And the last time it happened, I didn't bring it up and I pointed it out. I go, didn't do it, not me. <laughs> go, and there we go. But yeah, we had a spam taste test, and Rick was a, he, like very offended at how good I was at it. And then my mother made my mother and my sister made like a so like they cat got spam box in different flavors. Yeah, yeah. There was like there was like a bacon flavored and a spam and a spam light, and there was something else. I was really good at it though. Um, but then there was like a ca- a kitty litter dessert. And it was, it looked way too good. It looked like, like a cat just shitting some kitty litter and I wow. wouldn't, I wouldn't eat it cause I was like, that's, no, that's not, I'm not eating that. It just looked too realistic to yeah. eat. Yeah. And pudding yeah. is bitter, so, but that's a different story. Yeah. Oh. Man, I hope that this was, well, th- this one should be better. And like, the one that we got coming up on Sunday. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm going to a flea market before and then I'm coming. That's probably a good plan. Yeah. This is a weird podcast. Yeah, it's all over the place. That's okay, though. 
Orm family gatherings. I swore off Brian Azzarello. <laughs> uh, we talked a lot about spam, tacos, hot dogs, hot dog flavored water. And then occasionally... John Madden and his weight problem. KFC menu. Occasionally we dabbled in some video games and comics, but most of the time we just complained about things. <laughs> but I think, I think we're good. We're, we're, we're pretty long and... Say bye to our viewers. Uh, we hope that uh, you viewers out there got something out of this. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so be sure to check out uh, the guys at Vision Geek at Division Geek. Yeah, um, we're on YouTube at the Vigilant Geek, and then also uh, our our main uh, headquarters on the internet would be uh, our blog, the Vigilant Geek dot uh, blogspot dot com. Um, and there's plenty of stuff to. Check out their uh, podcast episodes, articles, reviews, all kinds of neat things. Yes. Um, we're on Facebook as well if you want to look up The Vigilant Geek on there. Um, you can s- listen to all the podcast episodes on there. Um, and then Twitter, at The Vigilant Geek. And you can reach Holden at Holden Jack Gorm. That's me. That's you. You can watch me like stuff and, and do a terrible job at... At telling people about the podcast. I'm getting better. Once I learn, uh, once I start hashtagging more efficiently. Yeah, it's hard. That yeah, tagging uh, shit's it's difficult. I'm not good at Twitter. I'm gonna... I've never, I have one, I've never touched it. The only reason I have it is to find out when PAX East badges go up on sale. Yeah. That's when they announce it. It's on Twitter. Okay, yeah, sure. But I don't even need that anymore because Craig just buys me a badge, so I'm good. There you go. Oh, it's good to have a friend like that. Yeah, he's he's got he's got my in. He's got my back. Yeah. So yeah, check him out. You can always check out us on the YouTubes. But we don't, we don't need to get into that. You're watching it now, so you obviously know. What? what? Hopefully, we'll collaborate with these guys in the future on something. Oh yeah, no, we'll be we'll be collaborating uh, much more in, in the future. I'm sure. Uh, I don't know what yet. We'll figure something. We'll out. figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. We got. We always have brainstorming sessions where we come up with ideas for different topics, and I'm sure you guys do too. And yes, we'll we just have... con- stay in constant touch, and uh, that way we can, yeah, we'll plan something again for the future very soon. Yeah. Hell yeah, so. buddy. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, everybody. And as Craig always says, bye forever. Bye forever.